Woo! <laughs> so, I am recording this on my patio today. It is such a nice day in Vancouver. It's not raining, it's super sunny, and I just came back from a camping trip, which was really, really amazing. I spent the weekend in Chilliwack for the first time. But, yeah, this week's episode is going to be slightly heavier than last week's episode. Last week's was just uh, about turn-ons, and I actually remembered asking the guy why he didn't try to learn other languages, because in the UK, our syllabus does make it compulsory for us to study a second language until GCSE. You don't have to do that until A-levels, which gives people a very like basic understanding of another language. I know a lot of my friends who did like German or French um, they usually go for European languages. I did Mandarin. But, yeah, I mean, I just remembered his response was that he was just too lazy, which is literally not an excuse. But, yeah. Over the weekend, my friends and I, we also had a discussion about my type. So, my type is apparently cute or hot, not fuckboys, but fuckboy nerds. <laughs> They're they're usually very cute and hot, in my opinion. Like, my sisters don't think they're cute or hot. And they don't come off as fuckboys. So that's why the first part of my type is not a fuckboy. But they end up being fuckboys. So it, it, it's always very confusing for me. <laughs> so just to clarify, my type is apparently cute or hot, not a fuckboy, fuckboy nerd. <laughs> and another thing that my friends and I discussed around the campfire was that I need to find someone who can accept me for all my different sides. Apparently, I sometimes I have very different sides that come to the surface every day. Like sometimes I'll have a very English kind of day, and then sometimes I have that Singaporean agu kind of like accent that just comes out. Um, I cook like a Malaysian auntie. I have a bit of that prairie girl in me. Whenever I go camping, I do kind of like to blast country music. And I have a pair of cowboy boots. Um, but I also party like a Montreal girl. And then now I guess the nature side's also showing. And I think that attributes to a lot of like things I've done in Australia and in Canada. So different sides. I, I love surfing. So <laughs> like... Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's a lot to serve on a platter, but a real man can take that. Just reminding everyone. <laughs> and yeah, I, I don't know. I think that's nice. But I've also been listening to Bobo and Flex, and everyone should too. My friend actually introduced me to this podcast, and it's amazing. They talk about so many things, I'm, and I believe in their mottos. Like, one of their mottos is, um, no more fake orgasms. And I am so tempted to put that on hinge um in that a social cause i care about prompt <laughs> um they also tell girls to ride a dick get your titty suck um which is amazing like they're they like literally give no shits so everyone should listen to them um more importantly they talk a lot about like feminism the ugly sides of the world and dating even they also discuss philosophy and just listening to them really helped me change my view on a lot of things, especially um, on a lot of things that recently happened to me. Bobo recently posted a story about, or stories about, why people 
who have been sexually abused don't know that they were sexually abused and the reasons are primarily like lack of understanding as to what constitutes as sexual abuse because of misinformation there's also manipulation and lack of emotional maturity a lot of people that have been sexually abused are under the impression that the abuse was a romantic or a love affair you can read that on the story i'm I'm looking at it right now so um but yeah third there's also confusion fourth um many victims of sexual abuse have been so deprived of pleasure and whatnot so yeah like they conflate any form of sexual interest for love intimacy or affection um and then there's this dissociation there's um denial this fear and the last two basically struck a chord with me because I was recently assaulted. Um, I th- I thought I was assault, whereas people that I talk to and are close to me think it's rape. But I'm just going to go with assault because that's what I feel most comfortable with saying. I'm not recording this for sympathy. I'm recording this more because um, I know other girls might have experienced this or experienced worse things and I want them to be strong enough to speak up and know that they're not alone because if we let this behavior happen again and again they're never going to change there's a lot of shitty men out there that think that women owe them something and that's just not the case so yeah basically I was seeing this guy he lives in Toronto, but he is originally from West Van, and he was coming back for a month. So we were seeing each other from the night he landed in Vancouver, and we were having sex quite regularly for like two weeks, and we were going to plan a trip to Victoria and whatnot before he left for Toronto, but... Yeah, so one night I was just at his place, we were just Netflixing, and he wanted to have sex, and I kept pointing out that he should wear a condom even if I'm on my period, and I was very clear that I was on my period, and that I wanted him to put a condom on. So, he did, and then, the thing is, like, my panties weren't off or anything, and I couldn't really feel what was happening down there, because it was so moist. But, yeah, like, the next morning, he wanted to have morning sex, and usually I'm very down. Like, I love morning sex, too, but when I asked him to put a condom, he replied with why we did it bare last night, to which I was very puzzled because I thought he had put one on, and it seemed like he (laughs) stealthed me, and that was without consent. A lot of my friends called that rape, but to me, it was more of an assault. But yeah, like you can see how that was confusing for me and how it can be confusing for other women, which is why I'm bringing up this topic as well. Just, you know, what what are all these terms? What do all these terms entail and whatnot? So that's pretty important and I'll be reading more about that as well but yeah he basically 
um, stealthed, and I think in the next few days, he said he was showing symptoms of STI and STD and straight up blamed me even before the test results came out and he did ask me to go get a test as well and he wasn't replying me all that much either so I was kind of worried because I'm pretty responsible when it comes to sex I do it with a condom on all the time I also sometimes like check the condom that the guys use because they might be expired I also like to bring my own condoms in case but yeah so I don't know like I feel like I've done the best that I could in terms of like safe sex um, I've turned down many guys before who wanted to raw dog me and just said that it's a boyfriend privilege which it is I, I'd like to reserve that for a boyfriend because I think that's kind of sacred it's not my virginity but it's all of me in a way but yeah so I did go and get checked and I tested negative for any sort of STI or STDs so he blamed me without basis and he continued to slut shame me he basically said it has to be you because you sleep around a lot right um and prior to meeting him like yeah obviously like I had a lot of fun in Vancouver so but that doesn't give him the right to blame me because I've been very responsible despite playing around and like I have the freedom and right to do so I'm not tied down so I was very offended and I wrote an offer an open letter to him which I will be reading in a couple of seconds but yeah it was a very confusing situation for me and I think I organized a lot of my thoughts and, and emotions really well in the letter. So, here goes. Um, test came back negative, so you've been an absolute cunt. I wish you the best of luck with your non-existent sex life, and I hope no girl ever has to deal with you slut-shaming her for sleeping around instead of blaming yourself for not practicing safe sex. I hope no girl has to put up with your bullshit excuses full stop. You are an excuse of a man and an ass. It's 2020 and if I can get dick, I jolly well will because at least I know my boundaries and use a bloody condom. If you're willing to fuck me, imagine how many other guys want to as well. I hope this mistake of yours has enabled you to start thinking with both heads instead of one. I'm so tired of men like you for blaming women for merely being attractive. I don't care if it's your culture or just you as a shitty individual, but I deserve respect. That is the kind of household I grew up in and the cultures I came from, which clearly differs from yours. I am not just some stereotypical, timid Asian girl who will take this and be quiet. I have never been told to tone it down, even from my father. If I'm not comfortable with something and have voiced it, it is your duty as a reasonable human being, let alone a boy with a penis, to respect it. I am allowed to have opinions and do not agree with your self-centered judgment in this situation. Again, being attractive is not a crime. Stealthing is. I did not even know that you weren't wearing a condom until we were having morning sex. Um, I asked what's wrong. I asked um, where... The condoms were and you simply replied what's wrong we were bare yesterday i was on my period i couldn't 
feel whether a condom was on, especially since it was so moist down there, and you took full advantage of that. Stealthing is an act of assault, and it is wrong. Own up to it. I know I'm attractive, and I embrace it. I know guys want to fuck me because of more than one reason, and that has nothing to do with me, how flirty I am or how I dress. I am confident that I am just more attractive in one way, and there's no crime in that or how I express myself with the way I dress or the activities I want and choose to do. I said that mainly because a lot of guys give me shit for pole dancing or think otherwise because I pole dance. But yeah, everyone knows um, that I work out regularly. I'm like you, so I should. Cho- so should I choose to flaunt some skin? You bet I will. I can do whatever the fuck I want. You are a scum, and I have reported you unhinged for non-consensual penetration and slut-shaming. If my friends see your profile on any other apps, they will report you too. Further slut-shaming will result in me writing a letter to your employer and previous employer as well, since I have that information. This is not a threat. This is me calling you out because I can, and I do not want to speak to you ever again. I am also not afraid. To call you out because you have done something so wrong. I have the support of everyone around me who agrees with me about what happened or even thinks that it's worse than um, I think it is. Everyone agrees that it is at least assault. The whole episode was at least an assault. So should you try to defend yourself anymore? I already have screenshots of you admitting that it was wrong through text but also shaming and blaming me. So this guy basically admitted that he was wrong, but also um, when I did get my pills for chlamydia or gonorrhea when at the clinic, and I asked him about the pills, and he was like, um, I asked him if he took it because the nurse was like, if he took it, it's better that you do because he might not be telling you the truth. So um, I asked him if he took it, and... He said, well, yeah, my future sex life is on the line because of you. And I definitely took it, just in case. So that was very, very, like, aggressive. And I did not appreciate that. So, um, yeah, I said that, you know, whatever he was saying was very self-centered, but also shaming and blaming me. And I continued with, if you had just apologized and owned up to it, I would be fine, but that is not the case. Um, My friends and I have kept screenshots of your dating profile, LinkedIn profile, and all your messages as evidence, so don't even try me. I will publish them online if I have to. I hope you think twice about messing with an educated, independent, and attractive woman in the future. Welcome to the 21st century. I don't have to be quiet, and I have the choice to not only choose but embrace the kind of woman I am and want to be even if I am Asian, so you can go fuck yourself. All women deserve some sort of respect and decency. Don't even use that card on me. We clearly have different values. I would appreciate it if you never contacted me again. Just to repeat, you have been bent. You have been bent. P.S. I hope you do not sleep well tonight, and in the event you do manage to sleep, I hope you dream of condoms, other rubber things, and forms of contraceptions for safe sex, open communication, and respect. If not, off your precious penis chopped off, or a dream off 
an STI or D so real that you wake up sweating. Sweet dreams. So that was basically my open letter to him. And I think I scared him off pretty well. But yeah, I said a lot of things about being Asian just because um, he is Korean. And I do believe that a lot of um, what happened might have been from how he's raised and his culture just because a lot of East Asian cultures in particular, there's a lot of gender inequality and treating women um, not right. It's embedded in like Confucianism and whatnot, and it's very entrenched in their society. Um, there's also that stereotypical um, submissive Asian girl, which I, I'm not. I'm not the model Asian girl, and I don't want to be. I If I want to be dominant, I can't, and that is who I am. If I want to be assertive, I can, and that's who I am. So I feel like he was trying to bully me into, yeah, just like being that submissive Asian girl, which I'm not. And I stood up to him, clearly. So yeah, um, I think I'm going to lay off sex for a bit, even though (laughs) I am STI and STD free. I'm not just Rona free. I am um, STI and STD free, which is good news. And I wrote all of that after I got that news because I was like, well, fuck you. But yeah, guys, I'm going to be a born-again virgin very soon. And I actually had a really good experience with the STI and SCD testing. So I'll talk about that more. And everyone should do it if they are sexually sexually active every three to four months, in my opinion. They say six medically, but three to four months is my threshold. <laughs> but... Yeah, I learned a lot, and I think a lot of these emotions were also heightened by the fact that I had another experience with another Korean guy. Um, he basically, we, I don't know, like, it was very weird, like, he had a girlfriend in Toronto, and he would, like, flirt with me very often, and I am naturally very flirty, so I guess I kind of flirted back, but... I didn't want to really do anything. I think for me, like, I do hold a lot of my guys, uh, my guy friends' hands sometimes when I'm, like, really drunk. But, yeah, I didn't know what to do. He's also admitted that he's cheated on his girlfriend before. Like, this wouldn't be the first time. And, like, that was a huge red flag then. And, um, you know, he made a move on me. And I didn't know what to do. Um, but yeah, when I confided in someone, that guy wasn't very helpful. He is from China, I believe. And um, he basically told me, like, Nicole, you can't, you know, like, maybe he's doing that because of the way you dress and the way you talk. Like, you're flirty. And I was like, you know, what's wrong? Like, our mutual friend who is from Winnipeg, she's white. He was like, well, because you're not white, like you're Asian, you can't dress like that, you can't speak like that, you, you know, you just come off very different, and I was like, look, like, you don't even know the household I'm from, like, my dad's never silenced me, he's always encouraged me to speak my mind, to be a very strong woman, and to, you know, have opinions, to dress up however I want, do whatever I want, so I don't know, like it 
really stung from that experience as well. And you, when you look at everything that's happening now with the Enthroom scandal as well, like, you know, how can men do this to women? Like, the guy who was basically the leader of that whole cyber sex trafficking thing, he, he looks like he has a small dick, guys. Like, how can you treat a woman who might be so much better than you like that? How can you degrade women like that? I don't know, like, keep your standards high and your squats low, ladies. Like, this world is insane, so. And I'm just really sick of all these comments, even, especially from Asian guys, um, because they're not just being, like, racist in a way, but they're also being, like, anti-women, because um, how can you associate these traits to, you know, different women just because they're of different race, like, we're all very different individuals and how can you just associate you know all those stereotypes of women in general like it's so crazy but yeah I learned a lot and I learned how to stand up for myself and I'm going to be even more assertive but yeah I think I couldn't have gotten over the thing better and um, I'm still unapologetically me and I'm okay, like, I've done everything that I could, and um, I'm just urging other women to act up as well, and just be you, like, if you've done nothing wrong and you know, just, you know, be you, and um, yeah, like, if something is wrong and something is uncomfortable, you should say so, I've actually realized a lot of guys in BC, they don't actually ask you if you want to have sex, a lot of the consent questions that guys ask, me there like a lot of guys who ask for consent like in words like can do you want to have sex can we have sex they are usually from the east coast and i know that in mcgill they actually did have sex um ed and like like consent classes which is i think really important and i don't know if that's the culture in bc but a lot of the guys that i've been on dates with in bc they've actually never asked me if i wanted to have sex they assumed that I did just because we were making out and they would just put their fingers down there but that isn't consent like even with the guy that I was seeing for a while he didn't really ask for consent now that I you know think about it um, so there's that like make sure that you're comfortable um, and that you know you you talk like if he doesn't want to ask for it, you can ask for it too. Women can also rape men. So like, it's important that both parties are on the same page and to communicate a lot. Like sex is, sex is very different for many people, but for me, it's like intimate, right? And I refuse to have it raw because I want to keep that side of me for someone I actually love. So moving forward, I'm going to make sure I take all those steps, but yeah, like, it's a heavier topic for sure, and I hope didn't put a downer on your day. I just think a lot of people should talk about it more, and that STIs and STDs are more common than you think, so get checked, make sure you're practicing safe sex, and I think, yeah, I'm probably going to do an episode about safe sex, but yeah, for now, this Malaysian auntie is going to log off. I've attached a link about the Enthroom scandal for anyone who is um, curious about it. And if you're wanting to know more about 
that whole culture in East Asia. There's a lot of literature online as well. So yeah, I hope you guys have a great week and talk to you guys next week. Bye.